Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi everyone, quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff. Hi, everyone. Dr. Mini here from The Skin Reel. Thanks so much for joining me on this week's episode. I am really excited because this week we are talking all about vitamin C serums and how to incorporate it into your skincare regimen. And if you even should incorporate it into your skincare regimen, you all are in for a treat with our guest today. We have board certified dermatologist, Dr. Jenny Liu. She is a dermatologist and assistant professor as well as chief of dermatology at the University of Minnesota, and she is the host of a popular dermatology and lifestyle blog, as well as very active on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, where she takes a deep dive into skincare, beauty, medicine, motherhood, and all that fun stuff. And she gives some really great advice. So if you are not following her already, definitely check that out. Dr. Lou, thanks so much for being here. This is really awesome. And I'm so excited to talk about what is one of your favorite topics, vitamin C. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm really excited to talk about vitamin C. I am a big lover of vitamin C skincare products. And so yeah, it's a topic near and dear to my heart. That's great. So why do you love vitamin C so much? It's one of those ingredients where it's certainly not necessary, but I personally find it to be very beneficial, especially if an individual's seeking skincare products, actives, targeting uneven skin tone, concerns of fine lines, wrinkles, skin aging, and then just preventative to really kind of keep their skin healthy. So vitamin C is one of those where I get asked a lot about like, oh, what should I incorporate into my routine if I'm already doing the good basics of cleansing, moisturizing, sunscreen, you know, maybe using a retinoid already, like what's next? And so that is like the next ingredient that I recommend. And I mean, this is a kind of like a makeup number, but I certainly do believe aside from the basics of skincare, topical retinoids and an antioxidant vitamin C serum in particular probably can target like 90 plus percent of the majority of the common skin concerns out there. 
I totally agree. And I am pretty basic with my skincare. I just use really basic cleanser and sunscreen. I do use a retinol and I'm kind of on the fence about whether I'm going to start using a vitamin C serum. And I'll talk later about which one I'm using. I think you're a fan too. And I have to say, I may have drank the Kool-Aid. So (laughs) we'll talk about that more later. But I have not up until now been incorporating a vitamin C consistently in my skincare routine. But to your point, for someone looking to maximize their skincare regimen and maximize their anti-aging and really just have beautiful skin, I think it's a very affordable, very easy product to incorporate into your skincare routine. Yeah. And you know, I didn't start using a vitamin C product routinely until I hit like my 30s. And I really don't think, you probably get asked to like, when should I start this product? When should I start using this active? And I don't think there is really one right answer just because skincare in general is so personal. But I do feel that in our late 20s and 30s, when most of us are kind of starting to notice signs of skin aging, it's a good time. And certainly that's when I started. And ever since I have not gone back. And I feel like, you know, aside from sunscreen, retinoids, vitamin C is another holy grail of mine that I just use every single day religiously. That's a great point. I think too many people just use products because they hear that some beautiful celebrities using it or their best friends using it and they don't really know why they're using it and they don't really know what's the point of using it. So there are plenty of people out there who don't need vitamin C. And to your point, people in their teens, in their 20s, maybe even into your 30s don't necessarily need this. And that's why I hadn't been incorporating it into my regimen, but I'm now into my 40s. So it might be time. I do think it's important to know what are you trying to achieve with any product that you use. So let's talk more about vitamin C. What is it? So vitamin C is an essential vitamin that we just naturally through diet, we consume, right? So we think of citrus fruits and I know as a dermatologist, we don't see this commonly nowadays, but scurvy is a condition where your body doesn't have vitamin C to do its function. And so vitamin C, we call it essential vitamin because we do not produce it ourselves in our skin and our body. So we have to consume it either through diet or supplementation. I know they have a lot of important function for the body, but skin-wise, couple benefits of vitamin C. Number one, it's a potent antioxidant. So our skin, our body is facing free radical reactions, oxidation, and one of the biggest drivers of that is UV radiation, you know, visible light, pollution, and that certainly have been shown to age our skin a lot faster. So an antioxidant serum like vitamin C can certainly mitigate that effect, the inflammation and the free radical damage. And I personally think it's a great pair to sunscreen for the morning. So it's like gives your sunscreen a little extra oomph and boost to protect against environmental aggressors or stressors that your skin faces on a day-to-day. You're so right. Even when you're vigilant about your sun protection, you are still exposed to environmental toxins, visible light, LED light. We're now learning that these other types of light forms can also cause inflammation and oxidative stress in our skin. Absolutely. And antioxidant stems in general, and that's including vitamin C, has been shown 
shown to even help mitigate some of the visible light damage from the sun, not like computer screens or blue light from your phone. And we know visible light may play a role in skin aging, but certainly can drive hyperpigmentation in darker Fitzpatrick skin types. And aside from tinted sunscreen, antioxidants certainly have a role in that as well. Great point. Now, what about if you just take a daily supplement? Is that going to be good enough for your vitamin C? So it's kind of like, oh, if I take collagen powder, is that going to, I think certainly it may, but it's not going to be as effective and as potent as ones that you would apply that will have direct skin contact. It's probably a good idea to make sure you're getting vitamin C in your diet just in general. But if you really want to maximize the benefit in in your skin, applying a concentrated serum is definitely the way to go if you're going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other thing I love about vitamin C is that it has brightening benefits. So inhibits that tyrosinase enzyme, that lilinati enzyme that we know that drives hyperpigmentation. So whether it's uneven skin tone from acne, post-inflammatory from other things or sun damage or melasma, certainly vitamin C can be helpful helping to improve that uneven skin tone and have a brightening effect. And then lastly, vitamin C is a co- and going back to the basic science, mm-hmm. you know, vitamin C is a cofactor that's needed by the enzymes in our skin that makes collagen and elastin. So this is why where individuals who are severely vitamin C deficient, like in scurvy, they actually have problems with wound healing and skin issues because they're not making the adequate structures that your skin needs to do its job. That was what kind of did it for me. Like, well, maybe I should try this if it can help boost my collagen for sure. So we kind of touched on some of the skin conditions that vitamin C can help with, right? Hyperpigmentation, that's a big one. Preventing damage from free radicals, from sun and even visible light, and also just helping with collagen formation. Are there any other skin conditions that vitamin C can be helpful with? I personally do find that any inflammatory condition may be able to benefit. And I caveat that with basically just finding a formulation that is effective, but also your skin is able to tolerate because, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a little bit, vitamin C being an acid, the pure form of ascorbic acid can be irritating. But there is some data out there that inflammation like acne is driven by oxidation of the sebum, the lipids in our skin, and certainly helping that process may overall be an effective regimen for acne. But I would say the three main population that can benefit are kind of just anti-aging for the protection, you know, antioxidant, and then like uneven skin tone and sun damage. I agree. Now, when we're looking at incorporating vitamin C into our regimen, where do we do it? Do we do it in the morning? We do it at night, multiple times through the day? I mean, certainly if you can tolerate, I don't think there is any harm using it twice a day, especially if you're trying to tackle hyperpigmentation and the product instruction is to do so. But really, if you're using it purely for that antioxidant benefit, it's really going to be in the morning under your sunscreen. So usually in a serum where it's going to be the most potent concentration most effective after cleaning I usually just put four to five drops of the serum all over my face and then moisturizer and sunscreen. That's kind of like my morning routine. So make sure you put it on first before you do your sunscreen and moisturizers. Absolutely. Depending on the product, there's so many vitamin C products out there now and they're not all the same because vitamin C is kind of finicky and it's really challenging to actually formulate because it's unstable. 
There's some products that the one that a lot of dermatologists talk about, like SkinCeuticals, Gassie Frulic has actually been shown to saturate your skin after four consistent days of use. And it actually stays in your skin for a period of time before it starts wearing off. So something that's really expensive that you really like and you want to continue using, but want to be mindful of your wallet and your budget, you can certainly kind of stretch it out to like even using it every other day or every third day. Oh, that's a great tip. I wasn't aware of that. So if someone wants to incorporate vitamin C, there's so many products out there, right? How can you guide our listeners on what they should be looking for when they want to buy a vitamin C? Yeah. So first of all, I think the most important thing is because vitamin C is so unstable, you really want to go with reputable, well-respected brands that you know going to have the money into proper formulation as well as research and development and clinical studies. So the one that is one of my holy grails that many dermatologists use is the SkinCeutical CE Furulic. And I really do personally see that one, view that one as like the godfather of all vitamin C serums. And I really feel like that is what started the whole vitamin C serum trend and also really have what kind of populated the CE through like other formulations. And this is also the one that has the hands down most peer-reviewed clinical data studies, uh, a serum out there, um, vitamin C serum. It's like, I believe like 50 to 60 plus like publications on the serum itself. So that would be one that I highly recommend. Certainly it's pretty expensive. It's like $170. And this can certainly last like three to four months. Yeah. Yeah, that I recommend if you are willing to splurge. And I personally find vitamin C is one that I would splurge on. Well, the nice thing is that bottle two can last a good bit. You're only using a couple drops. And I have to admit, this is the product that I got a trade size bottle of it at our American Academy of Dermatology meeting. And I've tried other vitamin C's and I felt like they were sticky and I didn't like them, but oh my gosh, I do like this one. And this may be a splurge in my skincare routine, kind of like getting a good retinol, but again, it lasts and it's quality. So if you're buying quality things, I think it's okay to invest a little bit. Absolutely. I'm sure you're going to also give us some recommendations on maybe mid-range or lower too. Yeah. So going back before I, I kind of digressed on the product. So vitamin C is like the pure active form that actually works and does all that goodness we talked about in the skin is allascorbic acid. And this, like tretinoin, is very unstable. So it degrades very quickly upon exposure to like light, heat, and in the presence of other ions. And so this is where going back again to reputable brands is because formulations can be super tricky. And you first and foremost want to make sure that you're actually getting the active ingredient that is working and also one that's going to be able to penetrate your skin to work. So that's why seafood like is so popular because literally Dr. Sheldon Pennell, who is the founder of SkinCeuticals, he was a big antioxidant guy. He was a dermatologist at Duke and he literally did a ton of studies on vitamin C before he founded the company and really was the one who kind of came up with the parameters that many companies now even use these days to formulate vitamin C, like the concentration that's effective. Like it's, it's so interesting, but like 20% ascorbic acid beyond that, it actually does not increase penetration or improve efficacy, actually decreases which is why most of the L-ascorbic acids between like 10 to 20 and then the additional antioxidants. So L-ascorbic acid is the most studied active form vitamin C. So there's certainly less expensive 
serums on the market that have the active form. And ones that I recommend, again, going back to just, you know, reputable brands, well-respected brands are like CeraVe. CeraVe has one that's 10% ascorbic acid and it's a more creamier serum. It's got ceramides, hyaluronic acid. So it's going to be more suitable for dry and sensitive skin because the downside of ascorbic acid, especially for C. frulic, is because it's watery, it's more acidic. So individuals with more sensitive skin might just find it to be irritating or burn when it's applied on skin. And the CeraVe one is a little bit more gentle. Another one is from Vichy. They're lift active vitamin C that also has pure ascorbic acid. I believe it's like 15% as well as vitamin E and then other some few other plant antioxidants. And it's good to see that like antioxidant serums, there's more than one antioxidant present. I also really like that too, just because not only will the other antioxidant like vitamin E have been shown to help stabilize vitamin C, but can kind of work together to provide additional antioxidant benefits. That's really great to hear. And you do often see vitamin C paired with vitamin E. And so in your opinion, or from the studies, it looks like using about either 10 to 20%, 10, 15, or 20% L-ascorbic acid, it's plenty, don't necessarily go above 20% if they even make products out there like that. And would you say if you tend to have more sensitive skin, go with a lower amount of L-ascorbic acid? Or do you think maybe switch to a different kind of vitamin C? I think both. It really just comes down to the formulation. So I find that the CRV one not only is more affordable because of just the creamier nature and more hydrating nature, it may be better suited for sensitive skin. For some individuals, and I see this on social media, I get asked and I have patients have also given me feedback like just L-ascorbic acid in general, period, can be irritating. So this is where we have a lot of vitamin C derivatives on the market. Mm -hmm. Like there is like the sodium ascorbyl phosphate, the magnesium, and then you have like ethylated forms, you have like ascorbyl glucoside, like a sugar form. And then there is this new liposoluble vitamin C that's called THD ascorbate. So tetrahexodesyl ascorbate. And that I find to have the next best level of evidence after L-ascorbic acid to be effective as an antioxidant and to have brightening benefits. Because fortunately, a lot of the other derivatives that exist on the market, they are more stable than ascorbic acid. But unfortunately, the studies are lacking, the data is lacking when it comes to being a powerful antioxidant, may have brightening benefits, right? So if you're using it to help with uneven skin tone, that can be fine. But if you're looking for an antioxidant serum, I think the next ingredient to look for if you can't tolerate ascorbic acid is that THD ascorbate. And it's a liposoluble vitamin C derivative and the benefit of that is number one, it's way more stable than ascorbic acid. But two, because of its lipid solubility, it's often need to be formulated in a creamier, sometimes even oil or a creamier serum. And so it's going to be better suited for sensitive skin and rosacea prone skin. Yeah, that's a great point. And I've been hearing a lot about that. So if L-ascorbic acid is a little too intense for your skin, or you have really, really sensitive skin, before you give up on vitamin C, give tetrahexyldecyl ascorbate a try. Yeah. And actually right now, that is my favorite vitamin C. I think I kind of go back and forth. SkinCeutical C Frulic is always like my holy grail that I always kind of default back on. But I certainly love trying different vitamin C 
products, you know, I get sent quite a bit. And there are a lot of really nice and elegant THD ascorbate formulations now on Sephora, Ulta, drugstores, as well as more like professional uh, lines, like for example, Skin Better. They have a very expensive, but also very worthwhile Alto Defense Serum. Revision C Plus, I believe is the name. They also have one. Yeah, and there are lots of really nice ones with the THD ascorbate that I think is lovely and great as an antioxidant too. Yeah, and skincare is so personal, right? What you may feel is nice and light on your skin might feel really heavy or sticky on my skin. I have tried a a lot of vitamin Cs. Someone may love it and I feel like it's sticky. So we're using names just to give people ideas. We're not saying that those are the only options and really do your due diligence. As long as you are finding products that have the L-ascorbic acid or the THD, try them out, see if you like how they feel, because it's going to be so individualized and different for each person. Absolutely. You got, you know, at the end of the day, my favorites are not going to be like you said, yours and find one that you can use consistently. And I say any skincare product, whether it's vitamin C or retinoid, you got to give it like a good three to six months use. So if you find what you like and use it consistently and you're seeing great results, then that's really kind of speaks for itself. Absolutely. Yeah. I say it's like weight loss, right? You <laughs> You can't eat a salad for three days and expect to lose drastic weight. You really have to stick with it and you will see results, but consistency is key for sure. That's a great analogy. Yeah, I have to use that going forward. <laughs> now, a lot of times these vitamin C products, since they are so unstable, right, with light and they are in very dark color, almost like the old timey apothecary jars, uh, which I think is kind of fun. Should you make sure you're getting a product that is dark, not exposed to light? Is that key? Yeah, absolutely. I think packaging can make all the difference as well when it comes to stability and shelf life. So often for L-scorbic acid for that reason, because they're unstable and can degrade by light, you often find the bottles are going to be opaque, um, formulated with other antioxidants to support its stability, even maybe like made into like an airless pump. Where, so when you dispense, you're not like injecting air back into the product. It also, the other thing with L-scorbic acid too, is it has a natural yellow hue and that is normal. But as you will see, once you have the product around for a longer period of time, like maybe after three to six months, it starts turning brown and that's the oxidation that you see with vitamin C. And often the product will have a label on the back saying like what is the life of the product once it's open. So you certainly want to use the product up within that time frame. But yeah, once it starts turning like a darker orange or brown, it may suggest that your vitamin C is oxidized and may not be effective. THD ascorbate itself has a white to yellow hue, light yellow hue. So if you ever buy a vitamin C serum with only THT ascorbate, it may be colored or maybe purely white. I know that sometimes people are worried like, oh my God, am I not even getting the active ingredient with the vitamin C? It just really depends on the formulation. And because it's more stable, certainly it may last longer. But I would say if your vitamin C product changes color from the initial maybe time to kind of toss it. Great point. It's like apples, right? When they're exposed to air after a while, it will turn sort of brown looking and no one really wants to eat that apple. So same with your vitamin C. You don't really want to be putting that on your skin if it has significantly changed color from when you first got it. Absolutely. Are there any products we should not pair vitamin C with? 
like a retinoid? That's a great question. So I think it totally depends on your skin type and how you're using that product. So I find that vitamin C and retinoids are a good pair if you're using them in a separate routine. Like in the pair in my mind is it really complements each other as part of your anti-aging routine. Now products with active ingredients formulated together are generally going to be less irritating than you trying to layer two separate products. So if you have a retinol with vitamin C, which some products do exist on the market with that, it certainly probably is going to be less irritating than you putting on vitamin C and then layering retinoids over that. But in general, I would say is because most of the time, assuming you're using vitamin C in the morning and your retinoids should be used at night, you're already kind of separating out that those two. So you don't have to worry about layering those. The other question is, you know, what about like the hydroxy acids, right? The alpha hydroxy acids, the salicylic acid. And again, it totally depends on the formulation. But if you're using an L-ascorbic acid and you're using an adding on another AHA or BHA, it's just too many acids. And that could potentially be an issue for someone who's sensitive skin. And again, back to your point, like skincare is so personal. You've You've been doing this and you're fine. You can continue. But that's usually the recommendation is avoiding layering vitamin C with any sort of alpha or beta hydroxy acids. Aside from that is just benzoyl peroxide that may actually degrade your vitamin C depending on the formulation. So if you have acne, you can certainly use your benzoyl peroxide at night or consider using benzoyl peroxide in a wash because once you wash off, that reaction is not going to perpetuate and you can safely apply your vitamin C in the morning. And then there's also for a while a lot of confusion around vitamin C and niacinamide. I don't know if you heard that, but like way back in like the 60s and 70s, there was an article on combining vitamin C with niacinamide and heating it to extreme temperatures. And basically it kind of changed the chemistry. Well, nowadays vitamin C serums are often formulated in a stable way and we don't typically heat our skin to those extreme temperatures. So it's fine to use vitamin C serum. And then if you have another serum with niacinamide or say a moisturizer with niacinamide, in it, I think that's totally fine. And then vitamin C, for the most part, plays really well with other ingredients. And you may even often find them with other like lightening or brightening ingredients like tranexamic acid or kojic acid, azelaic acid. So it's more just used as tolerated depending on your skin. I would say those would be more recommended for someone who really has a lot of hyperpigmentation or discoloration on their skin because that's going to really umph the hyperpigmentation benefits of the vitamin C to have those other ingredients in there. If you're using vitamin C really just kind of preventatively or for the antioxidant effect, you may not need to incorporate all those other products. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I'm also pretty simple with my routine too. Like I'm religious about my vitamin C and sunscreen and my retinoids. And then sometimes I'll do like an alpha hydroxy acid a few times a week, like that skin cycling trend. But that's like really the core of my skincare routine. You know, I certainly like to try out new products that are sent to me and maybe add in a hydrating serum here and there. But I would say what I use consistently over the years have always just been vitamin C is the active in the morning. And then at night, like a retinoid alternating with an alpha hydroxy acid. Great advice. And most of the dermatologists I know, in fact, I might even say all of them, have a very simple skincare regimen like you and me. And that's because we know it works when you are using quality products appropriately and sun protecting. That's really all you need to do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to have a 10-step routine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you certainly don't need to spend like a fortune on skincare unless it's one of those things where you enjoy doing. Yeah. If it doesn't hurt your wallet and it feels good and you enjoy it, we're not trying to take the fun out of life. And I know a lot of people really love skincare, but it 
don't feel like you have to use all of these complicated steps and spend a lot of money for sure. Absolutely. The other great thing about vitamin C is that you can use it through all stages of your life. You can use it when you're pregnant. You can use it when you're breastfeeding, which we recommend patients stop using their retinoid during pregnancy. So this is something that you actually can use safely during those times of your life, which if you're having a lot of children, that can end up being years of your life. So it's nice to have some ingredients that are safe that we can use if you need it. Now, I also feel like pregnancy goes one or two ways with people, right? Either you have this amazing glow on your skin or you don't. So you may find you don't even need it, but it is an option if you want something to kind of perk your skin up and you're pregnant. Absolutely. That's definitely one of my kind of alternatives during pregnancy that I stick to. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Well, Dr. Liu, you have given us a lot of great pearls and I think you have really sold me on sticking with my vitamin C in the morning. Can you share with our listeners just your top three pearls for vitamin C and incorporating it into your skincare regimen? Oh, okay. So I think, again, just really doing your research, going with reputable brands. It doesn't have to be expensive, but brands that are well-respected, that pour money into research, that formulate pretty elegant, stable products, and then just figuring out which one your skin can tolerate. And a lot of it does kind of come down to just trial and error and you having to try ultimately and giving it time to see results. And then like you said, consistency with use and really just using it every morning after cleansing and then your moisturizer and sunscreen. And really, I think that can go a long way. Absolutely. Great advice. And Dr. Liu, if people want to follow you and keep up, because I know you are very active on social media and you have a lot of great content for people, where can viewers and listeners find you? Yeah. So I am on social media. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram and TikTok. So YouTube is just Dr. Jenny Liu. On Instagram is at derm.talk. And then TikTok is at Dr. Jenny Liu. Thanks so much. We'll definitely be sure to include that in the show notes so people can follow you as well. I really appreciate you being here. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to come back again, talk more about other skincare ingredients. Uh, I would love it. I love having great dermatologists on to help share really good factual skincare knowledge. So this has been great. And thanks for all the great work you're doing on your platforms. Thank you. All right. We'll see everyone next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Skin Reel. I hope it's been informative, educational, and perhaps a little entertaining. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend. Don't want to stop your learning just yet? Head on over to theskinreel.com for show notes, blog posts, and so much more. Until next time, skin friends.